0: Happening This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan.
1: Friday, the weekend's here, and that means that it must be time again for our weekly hour-long chat about anything and everything soaps. Hey, soap fans, I'm Dan Kroll, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. Now, before we get started with today's show, I want to again thank everybody who took part in last week's Soap Summit. I think that there were some really good ideas expressed on the show, and more than anything else, I think it showed how passionate people still are about their soaps. I've heard from a lot of people, including some of the powers that be, and from what I can tell, the people who make the decisions about our soaps listened in and found what we had to say enlightening. So let's hope that some of what was said during the show can be used to help make sure that none of our remaining soaps go off the air. If you missed the Soap Summit or any of the other 28 episodes of Soap Central Live that I've hosted, after today's show, head on over to soapcentral.com slash radio, and you can stream them or download them for free. Okay, so let's fast forward now to the present. This week we're back to our regular entertainment format because, well, I don't want to get too serious on you. But I am a bit of a stats buff, so let me run some numbers by you. Four daytime drama series, seven different soap opera characters, two daytime Emmy nominations, three best-selling soap opera mystery novels, but there can only be one Eileen Davidson, and I'm very pleased to have her as this week's special guest. So, Eileen, welcome to Soap Central Live.
2: Thank you so much. What a nice introduction.
1: Well, I'm so glad that you were able to make some time to come and chat with us. There have been so many questions submitted for you, so if you're ready to jump in, uh, I'm ready for you. Okay. Okay. In addition, of course, being a first-time guest here on Soap Central Live, you're also relatively new to the world of Twitter.
2: Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yes, I am.
1: I'm wondering, what was it that finally made you decide to jump in with the rest of the tweeters of the world?
2: God, well, you know, because um, of my books, it was recommended to kind of get people, you know, give them word of mouth and see what happens. Uh, So I actually signed up for it um, a year ago, but I I was just really bad at it. I don't know. It's just kind of thing where I feel like, you know... (sighs) I know it sounds very glamorous and everything what I'm doing, but it's like I'm a mom and I'm running around, I'm going grocery shopping, I'm in my sweats, my hair's kind of dirty. I'm like, I'm really not that interesting. So you kind of have to look at your life from another perspective, at least I did, to kind of say, well, you know what, I am kind of interesting sometimes. I mean, you know, you have your fits and spurts. And so a couple of weeks ago, I decided, I mean, it's so silly, because I should have done it before I went on the Wendy Williams show, and that's the whole mm-hmm. point. But no, I did it after. <laughs> um, and after the book came out, too, which was really silly. But then I'm like, oh, well, better late than ever. Um, so I, then I just kind of got on board, that I'm like, wow, you know, I'm going to the opening of Young Frankenstein at the Pantages Theater with my fabulous in-laws, Dick Van Patten and Patty Van Patten and my mm-hmm. husband. So I decided I am just going to tweet that. I'm like, wow, I'm going to go see Pat Benatar tonight. (laughs) I went, oh, my God, the next night I'm going to go to David Hasselhoff's roast for Comedy Central. I'm an interesting person. (laughs) So I just said, you know what, I've got some things to do. And I kind of tweet about that kind of stuff. I'm not going to tweet about, you know, I did the laundry or I was bugging my stepson to clean out the garage. And (laughs) more about the fun aspects, like going to work and working with Peter Bergman yesterday. And, you know, the kind of things that I, I think people might find fun.
1: Well, one of the things that I thought was interesting that you tweeted about recently was that you warned your followers that you might show up on YNR with some bandages and slings because you were going rollerblading. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. Um, I did go rollerblading with my husband last week, and I don't wear any, um, I wear shorts and I don't wear any kind of, you know, protective gear so I was just like well that would be great because it actually has happened before uh, quite a few years ago I ended up you know going down a hill and not knowing how to stop and just kind of just wiped out at the bottom of a driveway but um I'm fine we actually had a very good time and uh no wounds oh by the way I appreciate you looking at my my tweets I still haven't figured out this is how sad I am how to look at what people are tweeting me. So to all the people that are tweeting and, and following and then I'm not answering direct questions, that's on my agenda for next week. I'm going to figure out how to look and find it. So I'm going to get real Twitter savvy. You just watch. Well,
1: you <laughs> no, it, it certainly is, is a talent, I think, to try to, to figure out who's messaging you and where they're coming from and who's retweeting. There's a whole uh, art form.
2: I have not to, mastered
1: it, but I will. Twitter. Well, you mentioned that some of the things that you're not going to tweet about are doing the laundry and making dinner. Well, not often, maybe once in a while. One of the things that I think so many listeners can identify with is the fact that you are a wife, a mother, you're working, you're an author, you you do all these different things. How do you find time to sort of balance everything and make sure that everything gets the attention that it deserves? Um,
2: You know, you just... You just kind of take it on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I don't profess to have the answers to how to do everything well all the time. I mean, certain things fall through the cracks. Um, My son, lately, probably because it's summer and he hasn't been doing a lot of camp and stuff, he's 7, Um, Even though his dad's been here, because, you know, his dad works the same kind of hours I do, roughly. He's home sometimes for days on end, and then he'll be working a lot. Everything is cyclical in our lives. So even though my husband's been home a bunch, he's got his two brothers here and whatever, I've been a little busy. And... um, He's letting me know it. You know, mom, how come I don't see you that much? I'm like, okay, look, I was here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I have to work Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday. Those days happen to be really long though, cause lately they've been like 12 hour days. Oh, wow. So he's only remembering those long days that I, wa- I wasn't there. But I experienced tremendous mommy guilt, you know? Wow. I always have. I took him to work with me every time I worked, this is no lie, until he was over three years old. Cause I was nursing. Um hmm. I, I nursed him until he was about two and a half, three years old. So he was with me all the time. Um, and it just kind of came a second nature just to, to bring him with me when he got too old to do that. I somehow, you know, managed to still suffer from, from mommy guilt, though, on occasion. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't do anything, you know, nobody does everything perfectly. You just do
1: the best you can. And I think that's important to know. I think that so many people feel overwhelmed and wonder if if they're not doing the best that they can. And I, I guess it's nice to know that everybody at some time or another wonders the same thing.
2: Yeah, and I will say that, and probably a, a lot of women out there can relate, you know, when I feel that way and I have something planned maybe specifically for myself, such as um, like getting my hair colored, <laughs> which I did to do the other day, <laughs> um, I had a later call that day. I didn't have to go in until like 2, and I had the, the uh, appointment early in the morning, and i just like, you know, I'm going to cancel my hair appointment and stay with my son this morning as long as I can. It's like you, you just make these choices on a day-to-day basis and um, just kind of use that, you know, root touch-up stuff that you have to use
1: once in a while to kind of get through the week. I'm telling a secret here, huh? <laughs> the secrets all come out on so Central Live. There's another secret that apparently uh, some fans would like to know more about. Mm-hmm. It's another problem that affects a lot of people. You had some problems with your four-legged furry child.
2: Oh, no, Charlotte, yeah.
1: And a lot of fans are wondering how that all turned out, because, of course, you were chronicled on The Dog Whisperer.
2: Oh, and, you know, we had just, I think we only had her like six months, I think, at that point. And she's, uh, that's going on over two years now, right? Two and a half years now, I guess we haven't. Yeah. Wow. Um, Charlotte? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, we still have her. She's just, you know, she's a tricky dog. She's a really high energy. She's sweet as can be, but her relationship with Jesse, my son, has morphed into this strange kind of what is it? Is it who's the, who's the the Pink Panther and Cato and or whatever? I mean, it's like they're they're like they, tr- they 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 try to sabotage each other and attack each other. Like siblings, <laughs> and uh, although he's getting older and it's getting a little better, she still sees him as a play toy, even with Caesar's help. Um, wow. We do make sure that we exercise her more, but she's just a real hyper little thing, and um, and they have an interesting dynamic, and they still love each other. He'll just jump on her and hug her and squeeze her, and then they'll kind of wrestle. So it's like having another child in the house, actually. And he complains about her you know you're like like, like oh, i hate my i hate that dog and <laughs> brother or his sister you know i'm like oh my god so um even though it was helpful having caesar we've kind of this kind of a dog just and we've had other issues um other trainers here after that actually to kind of trying to find the way but i think it's something that she just has to grow out of
1: hmm. no i think that makes a lot of sense but that was Certainly a lot of people wanted to know that they can watch the videos online, there are clips. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see the this, this sort of relationship, the pools and the water splashing. Is...
2: Yeah, I think maybe I should uh, make another video. <laughs> no, they're, just, they're both just slightly larger, both of them. But um,
1: around the pool is still a thing. It's, it's nutty. And you can post about it on Twitter if we... Uh, I don't know how to post videos on Twitter no, either. I know so that many
2: people are actually interested. I think I will have to take some, vi- uh, some videos. She has the cone of shame on right now.
1: Ooh. Dun, she, dun, uh, dun.
2: she cut her, her foot, so oh. she was chewing at that for a while, too, so they had to put the cone of shame on her.
1: It's not quite uh, a good transition here, but we're going to go from talking about dogs to talking about how you ended up in the world of daytime. Was being an actress something that you always wanted to do, or was it something that you sort of stumbled into?
2: Um, It wasn't something I always wanted to do. I actually took an acting class when I was around 19, 20, to help me with modeling. I'd been doing a little modeling. Um, And then my first time on the stage was when I kind of fell in love with it. I was doing an improvisation and I cried, and it felt like something that was very, came very naturally to me. I think I actually always performed when I was a little girl for like, um, my brothers and sisters were always much older than me, so their dates would be waiting and I would kind of put on shows for them. Um, but I would, I was too shy and too insecure to really pursue it, Hmm. so that when it kind of came about and, and I got a lot of positive feedback, I, I went into acting school, and I was working three jobs and uh, cleaning toilets at an acting studio to help pay for classes and and uh, just really kind of dove right in and, and really committed to the process and tried to learn as much as I could, and I was really, really lucky. I had found an acting um the owner of the acting studio just really believed in me and he helped me get an agent and uh I just started auditioning and I had done a couple low budget films and a couple guest starring roles and and then I got The Young and the Restless but you know I was re- I had read for General Hospital several times because oh. the, the casting agent over there loved me and he he was always trying to get me in on stuff and he was very helpful his name was uh, Marvin Page and he was quite a remarkable man Actually, he still is. He's alive. I still see him on occasion. Well, we're going to talk about...
1: You mentioned The Young and the Restless. We're going to talk about that when we come back. We're almost up time here for a break. But before we go there, we're going to do something that we haven't done before. We're going to do a little contest as we head into the break. Now, soap fans know that Eileen is in the record books for playing five different characters at the same time on Days of Our Lives. The first five people who send an email to radio at soapcentral.com correctly naming those five characters will win a copy of her latest book, Diva Las Vegas. Again, the email is radio at soapcentral.com, so type carefully. And we'll be back with more of Eileen Davidson when Soap Central Live continues after the break.
4: Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio. Eat. Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Channel. Leadership Intuitions Power Achievement Relationships.
3: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm here chatting this week with Eileen Davidson. We're talking a little bit about the soaps, and before the break we had a contest. But now we're going to get into some fun stuff. Eileen, let's talk a little bit before the break. You were talking about getting into the world of soaps. How well do you remember your audition for The Young and the Restless?
2: Wow! Well, you know, I remember it pretty well. Um, gosh, that's such a great question. I remember more than anything, I remember my, my screen test. I was testing against uh, Leanne Hunley
1: mm-hmm.
2: and Katherine Hickland. Wow. And uh, Terry Lester was then playing Jack, and I remember in the screen test, he, um, I, oh, my God, this is so crazy. I wear lenses, contact lenses, and I had lost one of my lenses, like, that morning. So I only had one lens. <laughs> <laughs> and I was doing the screen test, and um, Terry is sitting on a sofa and I'm supposed to walk between him, his legs, and the sofa table, and he put his legs up to block my way. And um, in that moment, I kicked his legs off of the table, and it kind of it kind of set the the tone for the Jack Ashley relationship. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons why I got the part. But I can tr- remember it all being very surreal because I could only everything was kind of blurry out of my left eye, and I could see fine out of my right. So, you know. So that was kind of fun. I remember David Hasselhoff was there that day, because I think he was then going out with Catherine Hickland or something at the time.
1: Wow. That's what I remember. No, that's when you were done auditioning, did you think, I've got it? Or were you still sort of unsure?
2: I don't think I've ever felt that, unless they tell you that. Um, no, I didn't think that. I definitely had it. But... Um, You know, I thought I had done a pretty decent job, but you never know, because you never know what they're really looking for, you know. Um, I did find out after the fact that they they thought that I was possibly a little too old for the role, even though I was exactly the same age as the character. Hmm.
1: So. Well, talking about characters, uh, the trivia question before we went to break was about playing five different characters on one show at the same time. And for folks who may not be familiar with Days of Our Lives, Let's talk a little bit about that. Whose idea was it to have you play five different characters at the same time?
2: Uh, well, that kind of morphed into being, in the beginning, they were actually looking for somebody that kind of resembled me to do the, the original Kristen um, storyline mm-hmm. with Susan. And I can remember being on the, the freeway out here. I was going on to the 210 freeway, and I remember calling then executive producer Tom Langan and saying, you know, why don't you let me do both parts? Ah. And they went, oh, that's a great idea. And then they, they, I actually tried on the, the gear and the teeth and the whole thing and, and went <laughs> upstairs to the production office, and nobody knew who I was.
1: What?
2: Nobody had any idea that it was me. Wow. Susan first came on the show. I had on the, the, the suit and the whole thing, uh, the heavy suit. Um, but uh, Jim Riley was writing for the show. Mm-hmm. I think he's pretty infamous for, for having these amazing ideas and <laughs> funny tangents. And he told me, he, he actually ended up apologizing to me after I left the show because I was so tired. I was working these amazingly long hours and days. And he said that it was just so inspiring he couldn't stop. Wow. <laughs> Once he got going, the nun, I think, I think the nun, Sister Mary put him over the edge.
1: Do you think that there'll ever be a time on a soap again when someone plays that many roles at the same time? I don't know. Probably. Why not? Um,
2: I didn't play all of them for that long, you know, mostly Susan and Kristen and Sister Mary. The other two just kind of popped in. But uh, it was such great fun. It was really an amazing experience for somebody who was basically a leading lady,
5: mm-hmm.
2: be able to do uh, such character work and such comedy. You don't see much of that in general and certainly not in daytime. So it was
1: really amazing. We've talked a little bit about your family so far. A question for you, for again, for folks who may not know. Your husband hosts the, uh, I believe it's the World Poker Tour. Yeah,
2: the World Poker Tour. It's been
1: on for nine years now. Do you yourself play poker?
2: You betcha.
1: Well, there went my question. I was hoping you'd say no so I could try to uh, ask you uh, some poker questions, but that ruins the fun.
2: <laughs> I do play, yeah, and he um, he taught me. Before he got that job because he's been playing poker since he was nine years old. Okay. His dad wow. loves the horses and playing poker and that whole thing. It's just a very much a lifestyle for that family. So he taught me playing poker, uh, how to play poker long before that show even came into being. <laughs> Played at a bunch of charity events and, and actually done, you know, pretty well. So I get to the end and then
1: I get so, bad, so bored I can't stand it. So, but it's really fun. Well, one of the things that I think is a natural tie in between playing poker would be that the Daytime Emmys this year were held in Las Vegas for the first time. And right. I spotted you there on the red carpet and, and around the city. So I'm wondering, what was your What were your thoughts on the Emmys being in Vegas?
2: Um, I had my doubts, actually, to begin with, but I thought it was a lot of fun. First of all, you got to see, it was like a taste of Vegas. You got to see a little bit of everything. And I don't know if viewers out there in TV land really could get it, but being in the audience, it was pretty amazing seeing that tribute to Dick Clark,
6: and mm-hmm.
2: Chubby Checker and everything. Yeah you know, Cirque du Soleil and all the, the the blue men, the whole thing was just pretty amazing. And uh, I, I get what people are saying. It's like, well, what happened to this, the daytime shows, <laughs> the, right. you know, the daytime dramas? But, you know, viewership was down last year, and they're doing whatever they can, and so you've you got to give them props for that. And there's
1: another Las Vegas tie-in. Your new book, which is out now, everywhere books are sold, is called, and I love a good pun, Diva Las Vegas.
2: My husband came up with that title. And uh, it's funny, isn't it? Because I didn't know the Emmys were going to be in Vegas when I wrote that book, and I certainly <laughs> didn't know that, one of, that they were going to be at the Hilton, which is where one of the major scenes takes place in my book. It was just the strangest coincidence. But, uh, yeah, um, I love that book. I think it's fun. I had a really good time writing it. And um, I hope you all pick it up.
1: This is the third book. I want to let folks know that as well. Uh, you had a Death in Daytime, Dial uh-huh. Emmy for Murder, and the new one, Diva Las Vegas. They don't need to have read the previous two books to, to jump into this third one.
2: They don't really. They don't really, but, I mean, it helps because it's a, it's a series. So the same characters are in all three, and you kind of see how they, the protagonist, Alexis Peterson, how she grows and what's going on in her love life and how she keeps getting herself somehow in all these murder mysteries. So it's kind of fun.
1: I think it something that also folks should know is that, you know a lot of people don't talk about this, but the books are reasonably priced. I think I picked mine up for six ninety nine at, at Barnes & Noble.
2: Exactly. And everybody can pick their books up at Barnes & Noble or, or Amazon.com or
1: com. Right. And for <laughs> folks who don't want to order yeah, online. They are. But...
2: They are. They're just like, yeah, they're, they're called cozies, which I didn't know when I started writing them with my writing partner, Bob Randisi. Mm-hmm. They're cozies where you can read them in like a few days. They're like a fun beach read or just curl up on your sofa read, you know. And, and uh, I like to really inject a lot of my personal life into them in terms of uh-huh. things that I've done that being in the business have allowed me to do. So I kind of like to give people a, a peek behind the curtain, you know, and just show them a little bit of my life but through somebody else's eyes. Like the the third book opens up at Hefner's annual Halloween Bash right. which I have been to a few times. And the last time I was there I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the perfect setting for the book. I would love to open a scene there. Or in the second book I opened it up at the Daytime Emmys. Yes. And again, I was at the Emmys and I went, This would be
1: the a perfect way to open a book. <laughs> the perfect place for a murder. Exactly. We have some folks who are waiting on the line to talk to you. We're almost at the end of this segment, so we'll try to bring in one quickly and then maybe try to take a couple more. Uh, let's see. I think we have Janet from Pittsburgh. Janet, you're on Soap Central Live with Eileen Davidson.
7: Hi, Eileen. How are you? I'm good, Janet. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just have one question about the storyline with Adam. I'm just wondering if you feel that everyone is getting
2: as bored with that storyline as I am. <laughs> um Well, I think there was a little bit of a respite, wasn't it? He wasn't around for a while. I was glad to see him gone. (laughs) When he came back, I was like, "Oh man, you're not loving to hate him. You're hating to hate
7: him." Yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired of that whole storyline. I think they, I don't know. I just think they need to finish it up.
2: You know what I'm saying? I got to tell you, I'm not really sure where they're where they're exactly going with that. I know Michael is a terrific actor. Mm, I really enjoyed working with him. He's an extremely nice human being, just so you know. And um, No typecasting there, right? (laughs) Not at all. He's got two (laughs) kids and a lovely wife, and he's a very lovely man. Um, So I really don't know what to tell you. You know, I mean, sometimes these stories go on longer than some people want, but then what, what they tend to do is also kind of start off other stories. Right. But sometimes right. you might have to bear with this, and it'll go in another direction. That and you every might...
7: time I watch Saturday Night Live, he looks so much like the, the one uh, news anchor that they do, that news Saturday
2: uh,
7: evening update. <laughs> I, I, he does. does anyone else ever tell
2: him that? No, oh, but I will when I see him next. He
7: does. He does. He looks like thank you, Janet. I
2: forget his name, and every
7: Saturday when I watch it, I think I'm going to remember his name, and I can't remember.
1: Well, thank you, Janet. We have to take a quick break here. I want to thank you for your call, Janet. Thank you. Uh, we'll take a, couple, take a quick break. We'll come back with a few more minutes from Eileen Davidson. So stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live after the break.
4: Hey, Soap
0: fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series?
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
0: You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want a dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm here with Eileen Davidson, who has decided she's going to stick around for another segment and take some more of your calls. So, Eileen, thank you so much for sticking around with us. Sure. One of the things that's come through, there's a lot of people who haven't been able to get on the lines but have sent questions. They want to know, what is it about soap kids that makes them seem to grow up so quickly? Uh, particularly on the on the young and the restless, I guess Abby was born in 2000, so she should be 10. But um, the last time I saw her, she was parading around town without any clothes on, and she looked a lot older than 10.
2: That crazy Abby. Well, she's she's supposed to be playing 21, I guess, now. And, you know, I loved Haley so much. Haley was such a doll. And um, it had nothing to do with Haley personally or her acting. I think they just needed to take the character in a different direction so that there would be more story available to her. And, obviously, what they're doing with with Anne with Marcy, is <laughs> horrific in terms of conflict for Ashley, Victor, Daniel... And just, it's a, it's a much more well-defined abbey now. So, and in that respect, they sometimes have to, because what can you do with a 14-year-old,
1: you know? That, you know, that, that that's certainly is true. No, we were talking, uh, we're lining up the calls so I want to make sure that everybody is still online before we go there. Something that we talked about with being able to pick up the book from Barnes & Noble or you can order it from, from Amazon, something that I found as a little trick, for people who are listening who don't want to wait for something to come through the mail. If you either go to borders.com or barnesandnobles.com, you can type in your zip code, and it'll tell you which of the bookstores in your area have a copy of the book. So you can head out right now while it's still Friday. You can enjoy the book over the course of the weekend, and then come back online and, and chat with other readers and talk about, you know, it.
6: You're so
2: sweet. Also, it's on Kindle.
1: It's on Kindle. There you go. I don't have a Kindle. I
2: know. Me neither, but
1: I know it is. Uh, and let's see, I think we have Becky from Maryland is on the line. Let's make sure that Becky is still there. Becky, you have... Oh, I am uh,
5: so excited I could die. Miss David. Davidson. I swear to God, I feel like I grew up with you. I mean, I'm in my 40s. You're in your 40s, I guess, and we're like the Probably same. same age sometime, somehow. But, Ashley, I, I don't know where to begin. First of all, you look more beautiful than you've ever looked in your life. I don't know what you're doing, but... you. Just gorgeous, but enough sucking up. What I wanted to say is, why would a smart, beautiful woman like Ashley Abbott spend her life hanging around Victor, who treats her like crap? I'm so glad she's out of that mess. She's not anymore. She has seen the light. Oh. Yes,
2: and I have a scene coming up with Nikki where I tell her so, too, and in a very nice way. It's yes. a very nice scene, and I, I kind of tell her that, uh, you know, I realize now what I did. To, to get Victor or whatever, and that I apologize for anything I did that hurt her. So wow. it's an extremely mature conversation, mm-hmm. and Ashley means it. Unless those writers really throw me a left curve. Like,
5: <laughs> I just, that's great. That's I've always wanted that, to hear that yeah, because I thought, I, thought Ashley, I thought Ashley was, can I just be honest, I didn't like the way Ashley kind of sneaked into that marriage, but then Nikki took it to a whole different level and acted crazy herself. But. Here's one more thing. John Abbott. Why didn't they ever explore John Abbott finding out that I know, Ashley's not I real know. daughter? I've talked to them about that. I know Jerry Douglas did. Other
2: people did. You know what? I'm not sure. And now, you know, they probably would have, but Lynn Latham, when she was our exec producer, she killed him off. So oh. it, it kind of ruined any chance or possibility. It was a natural story that still was meant to be told and yeah. unfortunately sometimes that happens on soaps you know it just didn't happen
5: well, what they should have done is they had we want to get a couple more say...
2: callers here
5: oh
1: sorry becky. On? Sorry. <laughs> thanks becky okay bye sorry becky that's okay Not nice talking to you bye <laughs> we're going to head down south and we're going to go to georgia i believe we have julia on the line julia you're on with eileen davidson
6: hi eileen hi how are you I'm doing good. Good. Uh, first thing I want to tell you is I remember you when you were on Days of Our Lives. Thank you. That's how I found you. And then you, of course, you left Days of Our Lives and then you hooked up in, uh, on Y&R. The one thing I want to know is where do you think, uh, Ashley and Tucker are going to go with their relationship?
2: Um, I can tell you where I'd like them to go. I'd like them to have a good old-fashioned, juicy soap romance with everything that entails. You know, everything that entails. I hope they go that way. Of course, you just never know, darn it. But I really love working with Stephen. I think he's a terrific actor and he's a wonderful person. And I think we've got really good chemistry.
6: And I'd like to see where it goes. I think you two have excellent chemistry. I have one more question. Sure. That amazing red dress that you have been wearing to the glowworm opening, who made that dress? You know what? Who That's a that? leger. leger.
2: It's a leger. It's it's a Herve Léger, and he makes wow. these amazing bandage dresses. I wore one to the Emmys, actually. Um, you don't have to wear Spanx when you wear that dress because it's like a dress of a Spank. It's a whole... Wow. Th- <laughs>
6: Wow. But no, I saw that dress and I was like, holy crap, man. I bet every man has chin on the floor when you walked in wearing that dress.
1: (laughs) Thanks. Well, thank you, Julia.
6: Thank you. Bye, Julia. Bye-bye, Eileen. Thank
1: you. My pleasure. Something that's interesting, we talked, of course, about uh, Stephen Nichols. He is really well known to soap viewers for being on Days of Our Lives as Patch, But when you were at Days of Our Lives, he wasn't there. He was elsewhere. So despite the fact that you both have been on Days, this is the first time you've really had a chance to work together.
2: Except I worked with him briefly on Santa Barbara. Oh, that's right. Yeah, crazy, huh? So it's it's sort of a a, a soap reunion, I guess. Yes, and that's where I worked with A. Martinez as well, and A. and I are in the same movie that we're doing this month. We're doing a little low-budget indie film. Oh, yeah, it's called Symphoria. So I'll keep everybody posted on that
1: on Facebook and tweet Twitter. (laughs) Symphoria, that's an interesting interesting name, Uh, a little teaser of what a Symphoria is.
2: I'm really not sure either,
1: (laughs) but uh, you've got to see the movie to figure it out. All right. I think I want to make sure that we don't have any other callers on the line here before we go. Okay, something else that I've noticed, I want to go back to the book because I'm a mystery buff. I'd assume from writing mysteries that you probably yourself also have a little bit of uh, an interest in the whodunits.
2: You're right, you're exactly right. You know, I was reading all these kind of um, heavy-duty Tolstoy books and everything, and then I happened to stumble upon Sue Grafton, this was years ago. And I went, oh my god, this is so fun! And just the light reading that just kind of takes you on this little journey, and it's such a fun escape. Hmm. Um, so I was reading those for quite a while, and I also like all the um, the forensic shows, like on A and E, and all those. Things, you know, gotcha. And uh, so I just kind of had a natural affinity for that kind of thing. I think a lot of women do. I think a lot of women love to kind of figure out a, a puzzle and are kind of sneaky and you know looking in their husband's things. <laughs> so oh <I> wow! Thought, <laughs> stuff a little bit I think a lot of I know I know so many women that love forensics so I don't know
1: well uh, not a woman but I can tell you I and I think listeners know by now I was a huge fan of Murder, She Wrote when it was on the air uh, trying to figure out the mysteries and who was the murderer and for me Alexis Peterson is sort of the Jessica Fletcher of the soap world if you see her you may want to run in the other direction because you could end up dead it
2: exactly seems- she attracts murder like flies I know
1: She'd, what is it about her? That, uh, is it just bad luck? Is it uh, the people she hangs out with? Why does death seem to follow her? Well, yeah, it's
2: just bad luck. I don't know what it is. And a lot of people apparently need to be murdered because uh, she tends to find them. Okay. that's
1: Yeah, that's sort of interesting. But the other thing I wanted to ask that we didn't get a, a chance to go there uh, is about the writing is writing something that you've always done or is this sort of your, your, really your first opportunity to sort of explore that creative side of your brain?
2: I've written before when I was going to junior college and um, it was kind of a first love for me. Um, I've kept a journal most of my um, adult life. I also wrote a couple screenplays and some treatments, so I've been dabbling in it off and on. Um, This is the first time that it was a direct discipline, you know what I mean? It was easier to have some parameters in place where I had to produce something at a certain time that kind of makes you do it. Um, if it's something that's just by choice or by, you know, inclination and you just kind of feel like it, maybe you'll put it off and do something else instead. I had deadlines, so I had to. So it was a really good exercise for me. It's amazing what you can come up with when you really have to.
1: Well, you've come up with three books, and I think uh, you released one just about every year or so. Yes. So can we expect that you're already working on the next one?
2: Oh, gosh, not quite. Oh, We're waiting to see what happens with the third. I had originally a two-book deal with Penguin, and then they wanted the third. And now we're going to... I wanted to kind of take a break because I wasn't sure if I really wanted to continue. And then after a few months, I'm like, I do. But now we're all just going to kind of wait and see how the third one does. I came up with a great idea for a fourth book. That's what got me interested again. Um, So we'll just have to see, hopefully, because I'm really really
1: still enjoying it. Well, I know that fans are also enjoying them, and of course we've let them know how, that they, how they can go and pick up the copies, and it's not just Diva Las Vegas, it's also the other two books, and hopefully when the fourth book, when it's released, if it comes out, you'll drop by and we can talk about that one as well.
2: I would love to, Dan. You've been adorable and so sweet, and I really appreciate your time and everybody calling in.
1: Well, thank you so much, uh, Eileen Davidson, for being on the show today. Of course, you can pick up her book, and don't forget to check her out weekdays On CBS, on The Young and the Restless. We'll be back with more of Soap Central Live after the break.
3: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787, one 472 5787 That's it, that's it, voiceamerica.com.
0: Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series?
3: For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, shamanic technologies of consciousness and success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Recently, I had the opportunity to chat with another star of The Young and the Restless, Emmy winner Sharon Case. On August 10th, Sharon will unveil her brand new jewelry collection called Pump on the cable channel QBC. And I thought that you might like to hear some of what Sharon had to say about her new line of jewelry. So let's take a listen to that right now. Have you always had a fascination with jewelry? Oh yeah, I
8: mean, from the time I was a little girl, I- I always tell this story about when I was um, about 10 or 12 and my grandmother passed along all of her fashion jewelry to me at the time. Wow. And I thought I had just walked into, you know, like a treasure. I mean, I walked into a room of treasure. <laughs> and I and I not only had the, all this gorgeous jewelry, but um, and, you know, it was like really chunky, funky jewelry from, from that time. A lot of uh, colorful stones, Um a lot of pearls, Hmm. and um, just a lot of color, and I just loved having this, and, um, you know, now all of that is back in style.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that.
8: Yeah, so I'm really, you know, I'm really pleased. I wish I still had some of the things that my grandmother gave me when I was a kid, but I don't.
1: Well, that was going to be my next question. I know from from looking around here, I see a lot of the little girls, and they always have one particular piece of jewelry that I guess is their particular jewelry. Was there something from when you were little that you were sort of inseparable with?
8: Um, yeah, I had this um, I had this beaded necklace. It was a double strand beaded necklace, and it was um, it was like a multicolor, and I loved it. And I also there was a, sh- and then I had a short um, rhinestone necklace that was also multicolor and those two pieces I wore all the time I lo- really liked all the, the color of the stones
1: and from where from where do you draw some of your inspiration
8: um, you know I mean I guess we, we get the inspiration from fashion you know from you know what we're seeing you know um, in the clothing design. You know, we, we both, the elephant and I both love clothes, and so we, we love putting together, um, the jewelry with the clothes. And so, I mean, it's really the clothes that is the inspiration for
1: it. I have a really beautiful picture of you in a sort of a green, like I guess it's a, an emerald dress, and you have a whole bunch of jewelry on, and I'm wondering, are these items that are from your collection?
8: Um, yes, I'm in a green dress?
1: Uh, yes, sort of laying back on some pillows, on a... Like yeah, a sofa.
8: those are pieces from our collection, yeah. Okay. That's okay. our main promo photo for QVC, and okay. those pieces are going to be sold in QVC, um, not in the first show, on August 10th, because that's our spring stuff, so that'll be in our spring show.
1: Okay. Because so I show was... show that we're...
8: Yeah, we have a different. We have a show right now coming up. The August tenth show is a a bunch of you know some different pieces.
1: Okay. So, do you know when the the second show will be? Just in terms of.
8: No, they haven't scheduled the date yet. So we'll you know we'll find out soon. Probably sometime just after our first show. You know they'll schedule. They don't. They usually schedule the shows. About uh, well, this one they have they scheduled well in advance, but normally they schedule the shows about two to three months in advance. So, um, okay. you know, so it'll be the spring, and uh, hopefully it'll be early in spring.
1: Just as a as a, a random side, one of the reasons I guess I was asking. I think the necklace it's sort of a, a beaded necklace with like little uh, little green, sort of mint green orbs. Yes, little beads. Uh, I kind of have a feeling you're going to have to make a whole bunch more of those because (laughs) that was the first thing. It's, that's really, really an attractive piece.
8: Thank you. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to have to do a big order of that one too because, you know, we ended up just randomly using it for the promo piece because that photo was just a beautiful photo and, you know, when we photographed there's a lot of photos of me wearing the different pieces in different outfits, and you know they all look great with what I'm wearing. And that that one in the promo, the green dress with the green beads, really looked great too. Yeah. And um, you know they just you pick one to use for your promo, yeah. and you
1: know because that's the promo piece, that's the one everybody wants. Uh, well, of course. Well. <laughs> and speaking of of promo pieces. Uh, Again, I'm going to make an assumption. I have uh, a whole bunch of photos of you from the red carpet this year uh, at the Emmys, of course, and you have sort of a, I'm calling it an abacus uh, bracelet. There's sort of little beads that are spaced apart. Is that also uh, from your line?
8: Yes, that is, and that's a good name for it, the yeah, abacus. Uh, maybe I'll spill that. And, it, what, that <laughs> and, you know, it's because it's in bronze, and so it makes it look like that. It, that also comes in white and uh, a mixture of white and gray pearls together, and it's a little more classic looking rather than edgy. And so you can get it either way, which is true about many of our pieces. You know, you can order them in different colors okay. so that you know, they'll go with, you know, whatever you're wearing. When you change the color of the piece, it can often change the style, you know, and dress it up or down. So, um, but yeah, that bronze bracelet, the Abacus (laughs) bracelet, is going to be available in bronze and in the gray and white pearl in the upcoming show on August 10th.
1: Okay, good. Uh, Okay, perfect. Now, and I completely cut off my original question of how did the uh, partnership with QVC come about?
8: Um, Well, we... You know, Alice and I wanted to sell in a QVC because, you know, we didn't really want to open a store. And, um, you know, we, though we would like to be in retail and that's starting to come about. We were getting a lot of requests from different retailers to, to carry our line already, oh, nice. which we weren't, we weren't expecting to branch out that quickly. You know, we thought, oh, well, we'll get the QVC going first and then branch out into retail maybe later. But, you know, with all the promo I'm doing for the line, it, I've already had some requests. So, you know, but but our, was our original intention to go on QVC because it's okay. just an easier way to, you know, directly market your your stuff. Right. And um and you know and part of the fun of doing that is you know you're on TV doing a show about it as well. We like the idea of getting on you know getting on having having our show and it's not just the, you know our jewelry but it's our show.
1: Right. No. So it'd a- be
8: fun to watch. <laughs> the pieces that we're selling on the QVC are exclusive to the QVC. Gotcha. And you can't get those pieces elsewhere. But if we do branch out into retail, uh, you know, those will be different pieces. Gotcha. And, of course, when we do a second QVC show, those will also be different pieces, most likely than the first, and and, and also everything that you see in the QVC is expensive for them.
1: How many uh, pieces of jewelry do you think you guys have designed already?
8: Oh, well, let's see. We're getting up there. If you include all the different colors things come in, I mean, uh, wow, I don't know. Probably between close to 50 now something like that
4: all right well because
8: we have we have about with you with the different colors we have 20 or so pieces for the first show of q plus we already are getting our spring line together so we have a lot of those samples ready and now we're already starting to put samples together for our uh, retail line so you know we have a lot of samples now
1: okay good um i have just two more quick things for you uh, one of the things that I always hear, and again, sometimes I don't quite get it as a guy, but I've heard people say when they're reviewing people's fashions that sometimes that outfit would have looked better if they had just accessorized. And then on the flip side, I hear people say, oh, you know, that's nice, but uh, there's too much jewelry. So as someone yeah. who's into fashion and someone who's into jewelry, what's the key to proper use of jewelry?
8: Well, you know, that was really what what started all this was you know Ellis loves to style jewelry with with clothes and so do i and we both really love the idea of how of how a piece of jewelry can, can completely make an outfit and it's really the clothes that are the first inspiration some of some things that you wear really don't want much jewelry at all you know some things look better clean because the piece uh, you know, itself what you're wearing is so lovely it just doesn't want to be you know, it doesn't want anything distracting it. But then, you know, other pieces of clothes come alive because of the jewelry and so, um, you know, I think it's just um, experience with putting things together that that help you know, you know, when to wear jewelry and when when to cut back on it and um you know, also with that, you know, sometimes you might put a piece of jewelry with, with some clothes and you may, you may get a few people who think, oh, I don't know about that. Maybe it would have been better without or with something else. And, you know, there are a lot of different opinions, but you also have to, you know, styles changing, fashion, you know, presses forward. You have to sort of show people what works, hmm. you know, and get them used to seeing new ideas.
1: Will we be seeing any of your, uh, your styles on Y&R or, uh, I mean, it's a good way to save money on wardrobe and jewelry, I guess, if you bring your own.
8: <laughs> right. Um, yeah, some of our pieces uh, have been seen on Young and the Restless. Yes. Okay, good.
1: And, and again, uh, thank you so much. I know this is the first time that we've had the opportunity to talk. Hopefully, we'll be talking about the jewelry again and stuff in the future. So.
8: Yeah, it's a pleasure to finally get to talk to you. Thank you for the interview.
1: You have thank a good, you so much. a good rest of your day and a good weekend. Okay, you too. Thank you. Bye, Sharon. I had a great time talking with Sharon. For those of you who want to check out her jewelry, check out the debut of Pump by Sharon Case on Tuesday, August 10th at 2 p.m. Eastern on QVC. Check your local listings for the channel in your area, and you can also order the jewelry online once the show airs at qvc.com. I'd like to thank Eileen Davidson for dropping by this week. Be sure to check out her latest soap opera mystery novel, diva las vegas it's available wherever books are sold and it's also as eileen said available as an ebook and if you haven't picked up copies of her previous two books death in daytime and dial emmy for murder i love that title look for them when you're picking up your copy of diva las vegas and of course be sure to check her out every weekday on cbs's the young and the restless a special thank you to everyone who listened to today's show don't forget to check out past shows in the archive over at soapcentral.com slash Radio. That's all for this week, but I'll see you back here next week for more of Soap Central Live.
3: Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.